I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to episode number 410 of the Puckle Podcast. Puckle stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a name that our brother, friend, mother, father, Thatch, came up with way back in 2007. That's his new title. Oh my goodness, that, that's, a, that's a mouthful. Um, I am your temporary host, the fluffiest whimsicott, and I'm here today with a strong sense of deja vu, because once again, my fellow co-hosts are the co-host with the most sass, Sublime Manic. Hello! And the co-host with the most fact, our Sigma. Howdy! And we are welcoming you back to the show if you're old, we are welcoming you to the show if you're new. In case you're new, you should know that we talk about everything Pokemon here, from the game, to the anime, to the manga, to some spin-off games that some people dislike so much that the makers have to issue official apology letters about them. <laughs> That's something that happened this week. Yep. We'll get into it. <laughs> we'll get into it during the news. But before we get to the news, I would like to ask you guys, as usual, what have you been doing lately? Just a little bit of TCG uh, for on my end. I ended up realizing I have a lot of unused codes for Lost Thunder. Uh but that's kind of a bit older, so I'm not trying to trade two for ones for the newest pack. So I'm trying to see what I can get them, get for them for packs. Yeah. On, is, is Hidden Fates still old rage? Uh, I mean, no. it still has shiny Charizard in it, <laughs> which is still $400 or so. So yes. It's Charizard's all the rage. Gosh, the Charizard cards. <laughs> what about you, Sigma? Uh, well, I I tried playing TCG, but they only want me to play against Mewtwo Mudex, which just aren't fun. So I've, I'm giving that a break for a little bit. Literally play 10 matches and nine of them are Mewtwo Mudex. And they Ooh. play the same the every game. So uh, yeah, that's awful. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see if I can get a win this week in the Kanto vs. the World tournament. Ooh, right. Are you Kanto uh, or are you the world? I'm, a, I'm the world. I got my little Porygon too. I was trying to hype yeah. up. Unfortunately, Ooh. unfortunately, week one, I had to play against Mono Fighting, so Porygon 2, not having a great day, but... Oh, did you have Sparky? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when I hear Monotype Team, I immediately yeah. know it's, it's like, Sparky. <laughs> oh, Mono Fighting. We kind of realized fighting might be a problem, but when it's all fighting, it's like, oh, oh. Yeah. It's, That's unfortunate. It's a big problem. A really big problem, yes. <laughs> uh, and then 
week two, I got down to the last Pokemon. That one should be airing on our YouTube channel eventually. So, Ooh, don't spoil it then. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it came down to the last Pokemon for that one. So that one's going to be an exciting one. Oh, yeah. Those are the best matches. Always. Mm-hmm. Well, as for me, I did not listen to you guys' advice. And once I finished Fire Emblem Awakening, which is the best story ever, mm, I decided... It's fine. Well... The story's fine. I really liked it. I decided, well, I already own Fate, so I might as well give it a try. It was a bad idea. So <laughs> so I, I, I bought Fire Emblem Three Houses, and it's it's better. It's much better. It's just that the chef, like, dropped a little too much Harry Potter in my Fire Emblem dish. And I don't know how I feel about that. Positively. Although, well, here's the real question. What house did you choose? Ooh, okay. So for my first playthrough, which I'm still doing, I, I picked Blue Lion. It's just. Huh, okay. Yeah. That's a good choice. That's a, that's a good choice. You know, it, the guy is so earnest. I just, I felt for him. I, I think that's like the most classic story among the. It's the most routes. typical Fire Emblem story, I would say. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it feels yeah, like it had classic. a lot of time put into it, unlike a, another path in that game where it gets one <laughs> CG scene the entire time. So, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Blue Lions is a good route. Okay, good, good. I, I'm glad I didn't like pick the wrong one. But glory to the red eagles. It, I'm just saying. It is, uh, it is different from the other routes too, which is also nice. Oh, good. So it, because it, there, there are two routes that are almost carbon copies of each other. So, but that also goes with saying there are four routes overall. Yeah. Oh, I did not yeah. know that. And two That's of those routes involve the one you don't know. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Very, very cool. Okay, so I, I, um, you have kindled my curiosity again, and I yeah. guess I'll have to try and finish that game before Sword and Shield comes out. Good luck with that one. <laughs> that is a uh, long game. Long? Okay, I, I guess it's gonna be. It's good though. It's not gonna be. It's good. It is very good. But like, I think my first playthrough took me in the sixty to seventy hour range. Yeah, I think like I had that. seventy hours on it. Wow. Okay, that that's a lot of gaming for Whimsicott. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, so. a whole lot of gaming for Whimsicott. And that was your Fire Emblem Underground Champions League update. Yeah, we will not pronounce <laughs> the acronym because we're polite people. I think I think we should move on over to the news before Bo yells at us. And he's actually coming over here in, like, a couple oh, of Oh, I know. So can, you have to say hi like... to him for me. You'll see him before I will. That makes me sad. I mm-hmm. miss Bo. I mean, if we keep talking about Fire Emblem, he's going to slap me, so I'm not going to be particularly <laughs> happy about seeing him. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's, let's just move on over to the news and the epic music and all of that. Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. In the news, since the last episode was recorded a bit earlier, we need to mention the stream happened, Galarian Ponyta was revealed, and most importantly, Joe Merrick survived. Which I think is the best part of the entire thing. We should give him a medal. Oh, I like when Thatch mentions I want to go to England and buy Joe Merrick a beer. 
I want to go to England and buy Jumeric a beer and an entire meal to go with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just, not. I'm not sure that 24 hours was worth suffering through. No, nope. no, no, it wasn't. Like nope. he was, he was like he was hearing things towards yeah. the end of it. Oh, that those, wasn't healthy. <laughs> those those times were not not friendly things. Those times no. did not have to be in the background of that music. No, at least they, they should have made like a longer loop of the chimes because mm-hmm. within five minutes they were driving me insane. Yeah, it, it was not. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's going to be in the topic. Oh. So let's move on over to the usual topic of our new segment, which is Pokemon Go, which has surprisingly little to be said about it this week. The original Stitch Pokemon shirts are going to be available in the style shop. And that is pretty much it. Unless you're in London and you're going to the temporary Pokemon Center and you're going to find some special spots there. That's it for Pokemon Go News, because by the time you listen to this, you will already know that the Community Day move for Trapinch is Earth Power, because the Community Day will be over by then. So we can move on to the thing I was trying to throw shade at before Pokemon Masters. It has several events going on right now. There's a fighting and flying type scouting event that goes until the 17th, I think. There are also special co-op missions and you can do six super courses in training mode instead of three. There's also a discount until the 16th on some items. A different item each day is discounted. And they're giving out a thousand free gems to every player due to a bug. But the big news about Pokemon Masters is that we were not like complaining too much about it, apparently. It's actually bad enough that DNA issued an official apology letter because the game doesn't have enough content, is not interesting enough, is too hard to understand, and is not in general a good game. Uh, they say, much. yeah, they say they thought it would be better than it actually is, and they're gonna try to work harder to fix it in the near future. I have no idea, like, they mentioned something like... I don't know how the they thought words- it was good. That's the thing. I don't know how they thought it was good. I, I don't know. Like I said, it's... They have something with the gameplay, but... Like, I enjoy the, the gameplay. Like, single player, I, I greatly enjoy. The co-op is just such is a mess. a... Terrible experience having to do co-op. Terrible I, experience. Like the event co-op is fine because the lower the levels are low enough to where most people you don't have to worry about passing. You'll be able to pass no problem, even on the harder difficulty. But the second you try to do anything else co-op, you're just not winning. Yeah, they or you're not finding people to play with. Mm-hmm. Competent people nobody to play wins. with. Yeah, as soon as anyone makes a mistake, it's over. You're relying mm-hmm. on other. You're relying on strangers, which is never ideal. Uh, yeah. For trying to accomplish something, there's just so much wrong with the way they set up their end game content for the time being that it is you hit a wall very fast. Yeah, and then there's the look- issue with their rewards. Let's talk about <laughs> the issue with their rewards. Okay, so I know Sigma and I both play Fire Emblem Heroes, where they're pretty good with their rewards, very generous with the orbs mm-hmm. and other things. Um, I feel like in this, the equivalent of working really, really hard is extremely underwhelming. Uh, you don't work hard. Usually you just put it on auto battle so it can collect its own items, which are super slow to collect, but because there's no stamina system, the game can assume that you have infinite 
resources, which is terrible game design. But it, no, I don't have time to keep clicking it after a, bo- it's like, a battle ends to auto battle it again either. Yeah, there's no yeah, redo button at no. the end of the screen, which should have. Uh, it's just there's. Exist. I don't know how they thought this was a good game. And it's not the I gameplay, because I do enjoy Yeah, the gameplay game. is fine. Like, I love the triple battle gameplay. It, there's nice... Everything has its, its own It's fun to combine niche. teams. Yeah, it's yeah. fine to come up with strategies with different Pokemon together. That's cute. Everything else is wrong. It's also <laughs> terribly slow at coming out with content. Yeah, uh, the rate at which they're releasing new syncs is not... It's impressive. looking like it's going to be two a month, which isn't good. No. <laughs> Uh, last yeah, month they the got pace. three. This month they're only doing two, it seems. So it's like, that's awkward. And also they started that rally event that you talked about. But one of the missions on there is to do 30 co-op missions. But if you run out of missions to, or if you run out of things to buy with Hilda stuff, all you get are like extra coins. So I've done like 23 of those and I just have no will to keep up the co-op. I just have no, yeah, I can barely be bothered to log in for my daily reward. Mm hmm. Well, all of the problems you guys mentioned have been specifically mentioned in the apology letters. So there's hope yet. So yeah, anyone that was defending this a- and saying we were too bad on it or too uh, rude can apologize to us now. Thank you. Yeah. It, it, what at the start, it's like, wow, there isn't a very good outline for content. And it's like, oh yeah, the content dried up. Okay. They didn't actually have an outline for content. Good. Good to know. <laughs> like the only reason I think we know that the Alessa event is coming is because data miners found it. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. Like they so, haven't announced it. They announce it usually like on Saturday. It's like, oh, thanks guys. <laughs> I I think we should move on over before we, we dig into that poor game too much. <laughs> it's, it's digging into itself already. Well, maybe it will be reborn and likable. Hopefully. I wouldn't future. mind. Like, I was, I was pretty excited about it. Then I tried it for like half a day and I was like, ah, no. Yeah, it gets fun once you actually get characters you can use. And Snivy's mm. top tier and free. So, you know, it's got some things going for it. This is true. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so, in anime news, two new characters have been announced for that new super hyped up season of the anime. Their names are Professor Sakuragi. And his daughter, Koharu, they live in Vermilion City in the Sakuragi Pokemon lab or something. And apparently Vermilion City is going to be like the hub, the center of all of Ashes and Go's adventures. It makes sense. It's a port city. Yeah, exactly. It makes, I'm, let's not go into the fact that like the map closes off the bay, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's a port city. It's fine. It, yeah. You can get to Johto from there. It, it works. The SS exactly. Anne. Oh, I hope we see the SS Anne again. The only better oh. place is like Skyless City where there's an actual airport. Yeah, but you know, airports do not make for great storytelling. Whereas boats, you can set entire episodes on boats and they are some of the best episodes of the anime as season one proved. So I guess that's interesting. I don't follow the anime much. I'm told I should. But it depends. That is a... Big, your mileage may vary statement to say you should not yeah. scale it. Anyway. It, I, it gets a few good episodes every few months, and that's about it. So, mm. In other side product news, Sigma just informed me that the Pocket Monster manga, which is not Adventures, it's not the great one, it's the one that like comes out in Koro Koro, is ending after like a billion years. It's finally ending soon. 
I don't know how we feel about that. I don't think I've ever read anything it, of that. It so. wasn't heavily localized in the West, so a lot of people wouldn't be familiar with it outside of maybe seeing the Clefairy with the human face. Like, I hate the picture from. of Clefairy with human face. That thing is cursed. Yeah. Like, that that's what the manga is. You know what and I mean, I'm s- <laughs> And I'm suddenly glad that I never saw the manga. <laughs> that manga. Wow. That manga. Yeah, 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 no, like, Adventures, yeah. like, the manga, Adventures is, like, we should worship uh, yes. the When can grounded... we make that the anime? When are we doing that? Give us that oh, season. <laughs> please, I, I only wish. I think that's all for the news. So, I guess we can move on to Buckle's Pokey Quiz, where I'm gonna quiz my fellow co-hosts on their absolutely insane Pokemon knowledge. Welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where I'm gonna quiz my fellow co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. As usual, they will be asked five questions. Each of the questions is worth one point, except a question that is worth possibly two or even three points, depending on the situation. They will have a hint that they can use as a lifeline. If they do not use the hint and get at least one point on each of the questions, they can cash in the hint for an extra point meaning they can reach a total of 7 points. As usual, this segment is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for everything that is anime, cool, and artsy. They are great people, we love them, just check out their shops. So much. So great. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I always take the best pictures with them. Oh, yeah. It helps that, like, they look really cool in real life, too. Yes. So. Yeah. It's like, all of my favorite pictures of myself are like, oh, with the gravies. I just wish they lived where I was so I could always have good pictures. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> I wish I lived close to them for other reasons, but I guess pictures... A- and other reason reasons, well. too. They're just wonderful people. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> okay, guys. Are you ready to rock this trivia challenge? Yes. Yes. All right, that that wasn't very enthusiastic, but okay. So, question number one. Excluding normal, what is the only type to which no Pokemon has ever had either a double resistance or a double weakness? Uh Huh. That's interesting. So, neither a double weakness or a double resistance. Um, That's a fascinating question. Exactly. Ever in the history of Pokemon, mind you. Yes. That is... Hmm. Oh, so now we're getting into Gen 1 mechanics. Yeah, awesome. Actually, the ones you need uh, are free hint. The ones you need are like pre-Gen 6 mechanics. Okay, so steel. Yeah. Old steel mechanics. All right. Yeah. When uh, Dark and Ghost were resisted. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Otherwise, this question doesn't make any sense. Okay. Hmm. Okay, what are types that have few uh, resistances to begin with? I guess is a good starting point. Few resistances? Yeah, like they attack and few things resist yeah. them. Hmm. So not Buck. <laughs> so Ice-ish? But we know a... Hmm. Um, okay, so you said double... No, I was just going to say electric because you said weaknesses and resistances, not immunities. Exactly. Immunities don't count for this. Right. However, it occurred to me that 
you would still be able to get a quad electric uh, resistance and a quad electric weakness. So mm-hmm. maybe it's a type that does have an immunity, though. It's possible. Uh, so it's not electric. Not electric. I don't think it could be steel. Could it? I feel like steel has way too many... Uh, no, because elect- Magnezone would quadruple resist steel. Electric and steel both resist steel. So it's not steel. Uh, water would work, too, in that situation. So Empoleon. Yeah. Well, no, steel doesn't resist water, but... Um, oh, okay. Well, let's think about water for a sec. Gra- Ludicolo quad resists. Ludicolo quad resists. Because mm-hmm. water and grass both do. Um, hmm. I'm wondering if it's a type that doesn't have too many uh, interactions on the type chart. Uh, let's see. Grass. Lots of things quad resist grass. <laughs> yeah. I know, I'm just going down the type chart. Fire. Oh, oh, dragon, dragon. Dragon. Yeah, that's hard to... Yeah, because the only thing it's super effective against is itself, so you can't be quad weak to dragon. Mm-hmm. Can, you can be... Can you be quad resistant to it? No, because steel resists and fairy is immune. Yeah. Is dragon your final answer? I think we cracked the code. <laughs> you did indeed crack the code. Dragon is correct. Good job, guys. Okay. I knew this one was going to be a question that either took you one second or, or like the you had to go through it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if you come up with dragon right away, it's I'm like, like oh, wait oh. a minute, dragons. Yes. Yeah. Good job, guys. <laughs> Good job. Okay, so you're one for one currently, and we can move on to question number two, which comes from Chams ten sixty six. And by the way. The guys in the Discord server were nice enough to DM me their questions because they know I don't have access to the trivia channel on the Discord. So a special shout out to the trivia channel on the Discord for thinking about this and coming through with this. Thank you, guys. So Chams1066 is going to ask you, what is the only ice-type Pokemon who learns Solar Beam by level up? Hmm. I feel like this is a trick question. I feel like it could be like Regice. This definitely feels like a trick question. This is a setup. I promise you, I checked it, and there is indeed only one Ice-type Pokemon who learns Solar Beam by level up. Okay. Could be Cryogonal, too. Ah, that make I could see that. Just because Cryogonal is Cryogonal, and most Ice-type questions come down to Cryogonal being weird. So, we are assuming that Snover and Aboma Snow just are not doing that. No, they're wood hammering. Because they sit, they they bring their own hail with them. So why would they have? They sit in the hail storm. Yeah. Yeah. So the actual grass type option is out of the question, (laughs) right? Uh, Like I said, cryogonal makes sense because it's like a reflection of light, and cryogonal's weird. Yeah, cryogonal is weird. I don't know if it would be auroras, maybe. No, because I don't think it would. Well, I just don't think it would be. But I guess it could be. Like that would be my next guess. Like it's not going to be bear tick. Nothing except for bear tick. Swift swim ice types are bear tick. Why couldn't that be the question? We could give you that one. What's the ice type with swift swim? Uh-huh. Nice one, guys. But I, I really need an answer soon. <sighs> so are we just feeling cryogonal? I guess so. I can't think of anything. Unless it's like randomly a lowland nine tails because they forgot to take it off or something. Or a lowland vulpix. But yeah, I, I like cryogonal, I guess. So is that your final answer? Final yeah, answer? this is something you either know or you don't, so not really fun to answer. Apparently you do know it because cryogonal is correct. Well, Good there job you again. Have it. That was great intuition yeah. like that was a great reasoning. If it's a part. weird ice type question, it's probably cryogonal. 
Well, you ain't wrong, my brother. <laughs> okay, you are two for two, and we're moving on to question number three, which comes from Prime Rib 101. It's a Pokédex entry question, as usual, and this Pokédex entry comes from Pokémon Y. Since this Pokémon makes its own clothes out of leaves, it is a popular mascot for fashion designers. Who's that Pokémon? Levani. It's either that or the... Not so waddle. Swadloon. Hmm. I want it to be Levani because it looks more like a model. Right? I'm worried it's like a trick question. I will be very disappointed if it's not Levani. <laughs> okay, we can go Levani. We'll make this... I'll be sad if that's not the answer, Whimsicott. Don't make me sad. Okay, uh, I'm trying not to make you sad, but the thing is, Levani makes clothes for other Pokémon... Whereas apparently Seawaddle makes its own, even though it has Livani making clothes for it as well. So the answer is actually Seawaddle, and I'm like, I don't know whether I should give you guys the point or not, because... It was like a one-third chance. Exactly. Mm, what would that do? <laughs> I think I'm going to give you guys the point, because oh, honestly, you. you got the evolution line, and I think it's fair. So you guys are three for three now. And we ish. can move on to. <laughs> I mean, I'm, we're three-ish for three. Let's three -ish, put yeah. let's put it this way: there was a chance that I was going to award you a possibility to get three points on the bonus point question. You only get two out of that one, guys. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, it's coming up right now because question number four is name. The fully evolved Pokemon that can learn the move Steamroller. There's three of them, and for each one you give me, you get a point up to two points. So... All I know is Scolipede. Yeah, Scolipede was my first answer. Scolipede <laughs> is correct. That's one point. Mm, when I think of something like Steamroller, I feel like maybe Donphin might be a I, good guess. I was thinking Donphin or Golem. Yeah, round Pokemon. Ground Pokemon that roll. Yeah. Even though I think it's a... Is it a steel attack? I, it's, it's a, a bug type. Bug attack. Oh. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. It, it is weird. But I still feel like those are pretty good guesses. Hmm. I'm trying to think of any other big bugs that could learn it. Possibly. Does... I don't, um, I don't see Galissapod learning it. I was going to ask if do you think Galissapod could learn it, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't know because if you're not running first impression, I... Then why are you running Galissapod? Galissapod, yeah. Uh... Actually, the real question is, why are you running Galissapod either way? But, you know. You know, if you're running it, you should be running First Impression. Yes. Uh, would Buzzwall learn it? I don't see it for Buzzwall. Would Celesteela learn it? I don't think so. But that is, okay. why not? Because why does oh. Celesteela learn Leech Seed? Would Guzzlord learn it? I could see it for Guzzlord. I, I could I could see an argument for Guzzlord. <laughs> I can oh. see it for Guzzlord. <laughs> So I feel like we should maybe you? guess one of our guesses could be Donphin. That seemed like yeah, a safe guess. Sure. Okay, so I'm gonna allow you to give you to you guys to give me two answers. Sure. Which ones are they? Um. Oh dear. Should we go with Donphin and Golem? Sure. I guess those were our first guesses. Because I don't know how much I feel about Guzzlord. So yeah. 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 All right, so one of those is indeed correct, so you get the bonus point. The correct one is Golem. But what do you know? You guys actually got it. The third one is Gaslord. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. 
I really don't want to see a gaslord all rode up coming at me down a hill. Woo. <laughs> I'd rather have it screaming the way Seth likes it, too. <laughs> it's not the way Seth likes it, too. That's how the Japanese anime decided it. Yes, but Seth likes that about it. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, guys, you are currently 5-4-4. You have a clean, perfect round so far. And Ish. we have to... I yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's a clean one. It's yeah. a clean cool, one. Cool, cool, cool. Right. Okay, so... We can move to number five, and as usual, it's a Baystead question, and I'm asking you, this comes from P. McGee, by the way, thank you, P. McGee, which poison type Pokemon has the lowest base attack stat? Hmm. Okay. Maybe Ghastly? Ghastly's a possibility. Uh, I mean, Cascoon is probably a possibility. Is Cascoon poison type yet? I don't know. Kakuna is in the same boat, though. Hmm, Kakuna is a good guess, too. Yeah. Like, I could see Venipede having a decent attack stat. Same with Weedle. Uh, yes, I think Venipede's is probably like 50 or 60 at least. I don't think it's Nihiligo, despite how Ultra Beast stat distribution works. I think it's still in the 50s. So we're looking at Ghastly or Kahuna, uh, Kakuna? Kakuna. Which one is going to be your guess, guys? Huh. You do technically still have to hint. We do. We do. Do we want the guaranteed one point, or do we want to gamble for two is the point? I mean, it's so much fun to have a seven-point streak. It is. You know? It's fun to... I don't know. I'm fine with either. I think it might be... You know what? I think it might be Ghastly, just because I know it has a massively high special attack and speed for a small Pokemon. True. Like, I think both of them are in the 90s, so the stats have to come from somewhere. Yeah, it's everything else. <laughs> <laughs> like its defense and HP are bad, so I Yeah, so maybe maybe let's go with Ghastly. Yeah, let's just go with Ghastly. Alright. You flip the coin and I'm sorry, but you lost. Ghastly is incorrect. Tell me it's not Kakuna though. Yes, it ah. is Kakuna, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you should not have gambled. Kakuna has a base attack stat of twenty-five, whereas Ghastly has a very honest thirty-five attack stat. It gets sucker punch. Yeah. It gets a lot of good physical attacks that it can't use. I think it yeah. got Sucker Punch in Gen 3, though, where it was still special. Oh, right. Yeah, there you go. So Weedle has the same base attack stat as Ghastly with 35, but you actually didn't mention, like, the second lowest stat, which is Badoo. Yeah. Eh. It's a Badoo. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, it's a Badoo. It has a 30. It's a baby Pokemon. But anyway, that got you guys five point, which is a very fair result as far as, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm going to update the standings. And I'm going to tell you that, drum roll, our Sigma is in first place with 15 points. Eh, that's fine. I'm, I don't think I'm signed up for an episode for like a month. So. Same. <laughs> Back to, I think, November. Yeah. So. Yeah. In second place is Sublime, who clawed his way out of that three-way tie and is now at 14 points. In third place is me and good old Seth with nine points. In, I guess, fifth place, because there's a tie in third, is Shamu with eight points. Sixth is Jushiro and Basket with five points. Eight is Scrawn with four. And Linian really needs to get his butt on the show, because he's not on the board yet. I think he's on next week or the week after that, isn't he? He's coming up. I think so. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, that is it for this week's edition of Puckle Pokey Quiz. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope our listeners enjoyed it. But we really need to move on to our topic. Ciao! I'm the Fluffy Swimsicut, and I want to tell you how you can enjoy Puckle even more and make it better at the same time. First, join our Discord server. You can hang out with us and a ton of cool people, take part in our tournaments and get all our news right out of the gate. You can also interact and keep up with us on Twitter, on Facebook and on our subreddit. If you love live content, we're on Twitch at least twice a week with all sorts of streams, from viewer battles to shiny hunting to PTCGO. If you want to drop a little bit of your extra cash on us in exchange for cool stuff, we have both a Patreon and a Public store, so be sure to check this out. And finally, there's so much great Puckle content that we're now on two feeds. Make sure you are subscribed to both Puckle and Puckle Plus so you don't miss out on any of our sideshows. And drop us a review while you're at it. We really appreciate your feedback. Thank you! And welcome to our topic. Our topic today is Galarian Ponyta. It's revealed in the Glimwood Tangle stream and the entire mess surrounding it, honestly, because it was a very controversial reveal for many, many reasons. Uh, yes. So, first of all, they decided to do this reveal in a 24-hour stream, which was a simulation of a forest cam. It was it was a JPEG. <laughs> yeah. It was literally an image with a five-second loop of chimes going on throughout it, some notes, just not to burn out your screens, I suppose. And I think the problem is they simulated the forest cam too well, mm-hmm. because it went for like 15 minutes without pretty much anything happening, and Joe Merrick was going insane by hour two, poor guy. So, like, I see more animals go through my tiny backyard in an hour than I think went through the stream total. Like, it started strong with Pikachu within the first five minutes, I think, and then it just died. There was nothing for 20 minutes, and then it's like, oh, look, Moralol. Yeah. I am shocked Moralol is in a forest of bioluminescent mushrooms. Wow, who would have guessed that? (laughs) I mean... Morlal's mushroom caps were literally in the JPEG. So, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I enjoyed the concept of the stream. I even enjoyed the stream itself because, unlike Joe Merrick, I wasn't forced to watch every single minute of it. Oh, no. You didn't even watch it. You just watched, like, Twitter to show you, hey, look, something popped up. And here's a clip of it. Because if you're not watching, it only cl- pops up for two seconds anyway. So. You had to have undivided attention on it, and that's awful. I mean, I work from home on Fridays, so I just mm-hmm. put it up on my on my TV as I worked, and whenever there was like a movement or a noise, I looked up, and it worked fairly well for me. But honestly... Wasn't half the time it was just a random Pokemon cry without anything showing up, though? Yes. Yeah. Or just, you know, a rustle, like the fern on the left. I wanted to burn down the freaking fern on the left within like two hours. It kept rustling and moving and then nothing happened. It was very frustrating. I mean, I enjoyed the memes to come out of it, but that was only like the first few hours. This could have been done in like a four hour loop. There was no reason for this to be a 24 hour stream. No. Exactly. Especially since, you know... They made it a 24-hour thing so that pretty much everyone in the world could have a chance to actually check it out. But then you don't have anything of note until the last 
like five they backloaded minutes, it. Yeah. So the like the first really big one, the first really big reveal was I think around twelve or midnight Eastern time, which was what eighteen hours after it's or not eighteen, fifteen hours after it started, was when it like ran across the screen for like the first time. I exactly. Right. And guess what's happening in Europe around midnight Eastern? Everyone is asleep. And you didn't even get a clear shot because Impotent came with its single nostril and breathed on the camera to not continue to not be revealed. It's fine. Does I, it have a single nostril? It has a single nostril. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> Why did you have to go and tell me that? Oh, gosh. Sorry, everyone who likes Impotent. I don't. Well, we should note on that, although we're being all very critical of it, there were people who do defend this stream and thought it was... God's gift to the Earth. Uh, I think the concept of the stream was God's gift to Earth. Even as it was like a disappointment, you know what? It's just like how people defended Pokemon Masters in spite of people being like, not working out. A lot of the people are just defending it after the fact. It's like, oh, well, they did something different and it's so cool. And I wish I could have this on loop all the time. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know, like, I still enjoyed it, but I can, I, I can perfectly see that, like, the pacing was all wrong, mm-hmm. and it was very hard to keep the interest up. Yeah, because there was frequently 20 to 30 minutes with nothing. literal nothing happening. This should have been four hours total, and they could have packed all of the events into that four hours, and then it might have been And then loop it. Suffering. And then yeah. Ma- yeah. maybe keep the final reveal for the very end of the stream. Yeah, that would have worked very, very well. Maybe shuffle around when the events happen in the four hours, but still, you know, make it so you're not missing out if you don't watch all of the stream. It's like, yeah, it was, it was, you know, poor execution. Yeah. Pretty cool, like really cool concept. Like I adore the concept. I really love it. I'm sure in brainstorming, it was a really cool idea. And then it's, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I guess we should we should talk about Galarian Ponyta. So yes, itself. then we get the reveal of Galarian Ponyta, and everyone gets very excited about speculating. Oh, what type is it? Probably fairy type. I can't believe it's not fairy type. Exactly. Like <laughs> honestly, I would have put down money on fairy type, and I would have lost. Yeah, and then like the morning of its re- official reveal, uh, Famitsu article page leaks out, and it. Was blurry enough where you couldn't tell what it was, but the coloration of what its typing was was that of psychic instead of fairy. So Mm-mm. misinformation was spreading like wildfire. It's like, oh, it's fairy type. No, it's confirmed as psychic type. It's like, eh. oh yeah, it's it's one of those instances in which like I think the modern internet jumps on stuff a little too fast. Yeah, it was a rough like three hours between. That leaking and the official reveal. And then the official reveal didn't even have the typing for like the first 10 minutes either. So that was fun. (laughs) And then we did get the reveal and everyone is disappointed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I understand. I understand why it's a psychic type. It's My Little Ponyta and it's Twilight Sparkle. And Twilight Mm -hmm. Sparkle is blatantly a psychic type. It is 100% My Little Pony tip, so everyone who's a part of those communities can have their uh, Pokemon yeah, so mascot. All now, those people so. from, like, a decade ago can come back. Yeah. and. I mean, I'm sure they're still I somewhere. I mean, all those people that left after Caldeo was the last one for them. I mean, I mean, I, I still own, like, um, several pieces of merchandise of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, so... 
it was a thing a decade ago. It was a it was a fad. It happened. But you know what's not magic? This ability. <laughs> Run away. I I don't know. I don't think I want to know the story behind that statement. Anyway, Galarian Ponita. It's a psychic type somehow. It has a new ability called Pastel Veil, which is pretty much completely useless, almost. It's like super immunity, kind of? Yeah, super immunity. It shares immunity with its allies when they're on the field together, which makes it essentially like immunity in singles. To poison. So it's immunity. But it's irrelevant in double battles generally, so... I mean, I guess if you use a sludge bomb, you could sometimes get the chance for the extra chip damage. So there you go. You got an extremely circumstantial side benefit. But we're comparing it to, like, regular Ponyta's ability to have flash fire. Immune to fire. That would have been better. (laughs) That would have been so much better. Well, okay, I actually have a question for you guys uh, pertaining to its uh, evolution. Since Surfetched has a different name, do you think that this won't evolve into a Galarian Rapidash, but instead to a different named Pokemon? No. I mean, it could be a possibility, but I think it's like a 20% chance to a 80% chance it's just Rapidash. Like, they made they made a really strong point at the end of the stream to have the camera knocked over and let you hear Rapidash's cry. And it was very clearly Rapidash's, Rapidash's cry. cry. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Galarian Ponyta can also have the ability Runaway. It's exclusive to Shield. Yeah. Which... Which Sigma has something to say yeah. about. So for like three weeks when we got Surfetched, they've been advertising essentially Sword over Shield, which is really weird to have different versions and not give you a reason to buy one of them. Like mm-hmm. it should have been revealed with Surfetched, I think. Yeah, like I understand that they are targeted at rather different sections of the market. Which is good. Yeah. For, from their perspective, right? You'll be like, oh... We can get more people to buy a game based on targeting different demographics. You know, like, cool. Yeah, but as Sigma said, it's not very clear why they would want to have a three-week window in their pre-sale figures where S.H.I.E.L.D. suddenly sucks. Mm -hmm. Or you have, like, this hype for S.W.O.R.D. that you didn't have for S.H.I.E.L.D. And then another issue, I think, is that they were uh, the exclusives were revealed in very different ways. Mm. And they're very different exclusives, too, because one's an evolution of a Pokemon we've never had before, and the other one's just Ponyta, which is... Yeah, but again, mm-hmm. I think I think that fits very well with, like, the division of the market. Like, the people who think the sword game is cool are gonna think Surfetched is cool, and the people who think Shield is cool are gonna think, Oh, Galarian Ponyta is so cute! Who I thinks Shield it. is cool? Who thinks Shield is cool, though? Like... Um, people who think that a wolf with a sword in its mouth is dumb. That's fair. But they don't even think shield is cool. They just think the sword is not. Yeah, pretty much. Like, swords are really cool. Yeah. Wolves are really cool. Wolves running around holding swords with their mouths? Eh. I mean, shield doggy doesn't look much better either, so. No, it doesn't. It looks like they put Lysander's hair on it and called it a day. So. Yeah. Lysander's the villain in this secretly. <laughs> oh my goodness. It. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. He tries to steal it. That's the plot I, I want. That's the plot I want in this game now. Makes more sense than him having Gyarados, so sure. So since we're randomly pulling characters from old games, and Anne was a king, and kings are associated with swords, you see where I'm going with this? I, I've always wondered if maybe Anne was somewhere related to AZ for some reason, but oh. They do look very similar, like, like very tall, descendant. they have the same hair. And they just gave them letters for their names, so maybe. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, you do not want to, like, touch this topic with me, because <laughs> I will turn the topic into AZNN, because they're two mm -hmm. of my favorite characters of the entire franchise. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> save me. Bring the topic back, guys. Do something. Well, do you think this thing will, will get another type when it evolves, or are we just looking at a mono-psychic? I, I would like it to get another type, but... I think we all want that, but what do you think the odds are? Flying? It becomes an alicorn, maybe? Flying could be... Well, I mean, that, speaking of that, this Pokemon's uh, description is the unique horn Pokemon, which I appreciate. Say it a few times fast. Yeah, that was, that was a good touch. Yeah, yeah I I'm, like that. I'm very sorry that it's not a bynicorn, but yeah, it's it's pretty cool, I have to admit. And it's pretty. Mm -hmm. It's super pretty. Its design is very nice. I, I think Shamu is a fan of yeah. it too. So I absolutely love the design. I love the cotton candy hair. And I love that it's got like little leg warmers and its mane lights up in neon colors. So it's like it's the ultimate My Little Pony Pokemon, like the original version of My Little Pony from the eighties. Mm -hmm. Which I watched when I was a little kid, because I'm old. That explains the leg warmers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally 80s My Little Ponyta. I'm okay with that. I'm also very much okay with that. Like, it's a great design, I just wish the things surrounding it were a little better. Mm, yeah. Speaking of reveals, like, this was a very, very peculiar reveal. I think the only reveal stranger and, like, cooler in concept then this one was the Meltan reveal. I vastly preferred Meltans because it didn't take 24 hours of me doing nothing. Yeah, that's why I specified in concept. Yes. yes. Because <laughs> it was a very unique reveal. Right? Like, if you did that community day and then you're waiting for it to finish and then you just see them all sprout, that was such a crazy moment. Mm -hmm. That was so cool. That really shocked you. In this, the thing about this stream is... We all knew something was going to be revealed, so there wasn't even a surprise factor, because... It was weird to use all 24 hours on one reveal, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't appreciate that. Like, that felt a little empty, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, again, the concept was cool, the execution, not so much. But the question I wanted to ask you guys is, do you think in the future we're going to get, like more and more and more of these super special reveals because there's also something else to consider like the games are one month away and we've only seen like what 20 21 yeah. pokemon from sword and shield which i really appreciate because i don't want spoilers but i was gonna say this has been a nice release cycle for you at least mm -hmm. very nice very nice indeed like this is probably the speed you'd prefer things to come out with if they're going to release information it's like oh yeah it's a it's a small thing. Yeah, I'm almost fine with it. Like, there's still a few that I haven't seen and I don't want to see beforehand. Like, 
I still only have a description of Rolly Cole in my head and it looks really, really weird in my mind, but that's another topic. So if they do do these special reveals and they make fewer reveals, I would really like that for the future. Do you think that's possible? Well, if they're going to do that, I feel like they need to make them have better payoff. Yeah. Yes. It's like for the past how many months now we've had a big trailer at the beginning of the month. Uh, since June, when they started doing this stuff, we've had one big trailer at the beginning of the month, and this month it was literally just that. Just Galarian Pony Time. I feel like you should have more promotion as it gets closer, rather than less. Not less? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's very It's strange. weird, because these games are the first games on the Switch, and the Switch well, is like the hottest console in we don't a long count. Been a We don't talk about those other games. We don't. Yeah, no, no, no. Honestly, honestly, when I said that, I believe that. I forgot. I, like, I keep forgetting that Let's no, Go is no. a thing. We don't count them. Exactly. They aren't. They're like... Um, They're a side project. It's fine. A side project. That is so such a perfect definition. So you would think they would hype them up crazily like coincidentally we're recording this episode on the anniversary of x and y's release and i remember there was so much back in the day about how pokemon was moving to a 3d world and you were seeing your heroes in a way you had never seen them before i'm not feeling that from sword and shield mm. X and Y's reveal cycle was so weird, too, because they revealed, like, Mega Mewtwo before Megas were a thing. So <laughs> you just saw Mewtwo in its Y form. And people thought, game. ooh, Mew 3, finally. Like, they revealed Sylveon before they revealed the fairy type, so there was that huge mystery surrounding that. That was really cool, because they're like, yeah, that what was such is a it? Fun yes, reveal that cycle. is how you handle reveals. I agree. That was so great. And then when we finally got to E3 and they said, It's a new type and people lost their minds. Yeah. And it didn't take 24 hours. They showed such weird Pokemon too. They were like, here's Talonflame. That's what everyone wants to see. And it turns out that, yeah, that thing was actually relevant. But they also showed off like Skrelp and Clawitzer or something like that. Or so. I remember the reveal for Mega Kangaskhan blew everyone's minds oh. because it showed parental bond. It was at yeah. Worlds, too, because yeah. they're like, yeah, we know this is going to show up in competitive. And yes, it sure did. <laughs> oh, boy, did, <laughs> did it, it ever. ever. <laughs> Maybe Power Up Punch shouldn't have been a TM, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, probably. But see, I remember I remember different Pokemon being revealed from X and Y. Like, I remember Heliolisk and, like, Pumpkaboo and stuff. And it's like they did reveal, like, 90% of their Pokemon beforehand, which I did not appreciate. At all. You still had, like, Avalugs, I think. Oh, please. I don't think they showed Avalug. <laughs> they didn't show Avalug. That's the one thing they didn't show. Like, <laughs> come on, guys. One evolutionary family? How did they handle the reveal of Vivian's patterns? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember that one. I feel like that would have been an exciting reveal, though. Yeah, I, I don't think they explained it beforehand, because... So that was a fun discovery. Yeah, which I didn't discover for a really long time, because, you know, I saw the gym leader's Vivian, and I evolved my Scatterbug, and it was and the same. And got that one. Yeah. Because you're in the one region in the world where that would happen. Yep. And so I was like, oh, yeah, pink. It's cute. I like it. <laughs> And then I went on the internet and I was like, what? Yeah, that was a fun time. 
But I don't know, like, I really love that we're not getting too much stuff beforehand. And I love that they're trying for new ways to give us things. I especially like the way they're trying to stop data miners. The demo is not available on your actual Switch, so... I wish they wouldn't. I love the data mine. The data mine is such a fun time. Yes, uh, you know how you don't want anything revealed? I want the data mine. (laughs) Yeah, because it's usually not story spoilers. It's like, oh, okay. But I don't want Pokemon spoilers. That's my problem. Then don't look at the data mine. Yeah, but the problem is the data mine is plastered everywhere when it happens. Most people link to it. They, it's a big thing. They can't just plaster the whole data mine. You know, you know the problem with me. The problem with me is that I go on Tumblr. Mm. I know I shouldn't go on Tumblr, but people on Tumblr are really weird about the way they handle spoilers. And by that I mean they don't handle spoilers. They just throw them out there, ninety-nine percent of the time. So even if I wanted. To avoid the leaks, like if you follow even one blog that is marginally interested in Pokemon, you're gonna get the spoilers. And it's an awkward time for everyone. I, I don't know. I just, this is my pace, as Sigma said. And these cool reveals they're coming up with are my thing. Well, when they're cool. I still like the stream, again. But, do we think they have the ability to keep this up? Because one of their cool reveals was a success, and the other was arguably a failure. So... So, you're throwing things at the wall. I Hopefully, the silver lining of how awful I found that stream to be is they learn from it, and they will not do that again. And they might mm-hmm. like be more thoughtful about how they implement reveals in the future. Will they, though? Like, the Pokemon company is very headstrong about what they think works. Oh, oh, they sure are. (laughs) Yes, they are. (laughs) So, I don't know. I think they'll learn from it because I think just, I mean, the Pokemon Masters had to apologize. I think this was maybe a misstep in some ways, but it's a misstep that they can learn from. So hopefully they do. True. They, They can learn from this. Yeah. I think you guys are right, and I think on that hopefully positive note, we can actually close our topic out for this week. It's one month till some, just till Sword and Shield comes out. Which version are you guys getting currently? Shield. Sword. Um. <laughs> it's weird because we don't know how much uh, how much version exclusives really matter with raid battles. Like that's where we're at. True. I mean, version exclusives shouldn't matter much. Period, because you can always trade. You can always trade. But- so. Yeah, I feel like the way raid battles will work is that you need the version to start the raid battle, but anyone can join it. Yeah. So oh. you can still catch it in your game, most likely. I suspect that will be the case. Like, I suspect that's how it'll work. So, like, version exclusives aren't what's going to sell me on the game. <laughs> mm, yeah, well, I mean, I don't like either of the legendaries. So for no. now, honestly, the deciding factor is Galarian Ponyta. So... Yeah, it's not like the legends are really selling this to me either. Because, like, I love Lunala's design last generation. So good. The, love Lunala's. The design. generation before that, like, both Xerneas and Abeltal had really good designs, but I preferred Abeltal. Honestly, I think, like, Gen 5, 6, and 7 had really fire legendary designs. I think Gen 3 did too. <laughs> Gen 4, I, I really could care less between Dialga and Bakia, though. Yeah. Like, the problem is when they make them too similar. Yeah, like you had that 
in Eterna City, you had that uh, statue that was just ambiguously both of them at the same time. <laughs> that's, that's how bad their designs were, is that you could have a statue and just say, yeah, that's Dialga. It, it's the same as the Palkia one. That was just so they could have the same statue in both games. Less work. <laughs> okay, guys, we should move on to the Pokemon of the episode. I bet you guys weren't expecting a new Puckle Tea Public commercial. Well, guess what? You're wrong. We got some new art, though, up on the show, on the store. You guys can check out the Grookey Gang shirt, join Team Sobble, or even the Score Bunny Squad. You could also get an awesome More Peco Don't Make Me Hangry shirt all over at the Tea Public store. The show, it, the link is always in the show notes. And of course, you can always just Google Puckle Tea Public store to get there. Anything you buy there helps us out. Uh, we dump it all back into the show just to give you a better auditory experience. Grab this Team Break shirt. I Actually, it's pretty tempting. I'm not going to lie. And also, yeah, uh, just go over there. Just do it now. Get get a Galarian Weezing shirt. Feel like a sir. And yeah, so let's kick it on over to the Pope of the episode. <laughs> And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. The Pokemon of the episode this week is Pokedex number 730, Primarina, the soloist Pokemon. To Primarina, every battle is a stage. It takes down its prey with beautiful singing and dancing. Mmm, and it looks so good doing it. Mm -hmm. The shiny is a blonde Primarina. I don't like the shiny very much. Like, the Hatsune Miku version works perfectly well for me. Yeah, it's not as exciting as the other two shiny starters, like the white Incineroar and the, uh, Mm-mm. like, darkish green Decidueye. Like, it's almost black, but not really. It's a blonde mermaid. Yeah. They got what they were going for. Yeah. I mean, it looks really nice. I just, I don't like yellow shinies. But people love gold shinies, so... I, like, it's blonde. It, that, that's it what works. they were going for, I feel. <laughs> yes. So, together with the shiny Primarina, we're giving you guys um, a Pokemon team that you can use. And it starts off, of course, with our Pokemon of the episode, Primarina. It's holding a Choice Specs item. It has 92 HP, 252 Special Attack, 164 Speed. It's got Torrent as its ability because it's actually not making use of its hidden ability. Liquid Voice isn't a good ability. Uh, no. You like, just... it has niches, but it's generally not good. Yeah. Its attacks are Hydro Pump, Moonblast, Sparkling Area, and Psychic. And I guess Sparkling Area is for when you know you don't want to miss, and Hydro Pump is for when you really need the extra power. Mm-hmm. I mean, this team's usually not going to be uh, burning things anyway, so it won't matter too much. Yeah, yeah. I think you could run Surf in that spot. It's the same base power, I believe. Yeah, but Sparkling Garia looks prettier. So It does. <laughs> <laughs> if you're playing UU, you're playing Showdown, though, so it doesn't matter. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah, that's true. And sad. Plus, you well, can, like, recover the burn on the Pokemon that have, like, orb items. If there's a Guts Pokemon in front of you, you can cure their burn. And ah, clever. Ooh, true, true. Very clever. So, Primarina's choice item body is Choice Scarf Infernape. It also has its regular ability Blaze. Its EVs are pretty plain, max speed, max attack, 4 defense, jolly nature, 
and it's a pretty classic Infernape. Flare Boots, U-Turn, Close Combat, and Gunk Shot. Take over, guys. Who's next? I'll go next. All right, so next we have one of my favorite Alolan uh, forms, which is Alolan Muck. Rocking that Assault Vest set with uh, the Poison Touch. We go in to maximize that Assault Vest with 252 Special Defense and 252 Attack with just 4 HP and an Adamant Nature. We rock in the Pursuit, so we trapping you. We gonna find you, we gonna trap you. We got the mm-hmm. Gunk Shot for the Stab, the Hard Hitting Stab. We got the Knock Off for the Utility and Fire Punch for Coverage. Uh, and then we also have a completion to our Firewater Grass Core that we are rocking with the Rotom Moe. Oh yeah, we got a Rotom Moe going on. It's got Defog, which is lovely. Uh, Leaf Storm, Volt Switch, Thunderbolt. It's great because you can, uh, Leaf Storm, then Volt Switch out. It's got a Timid Nature, 252 speed. It's also got Grassium Z, so you can get real hard with that Leaf Storm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to switch out and still use Thunder, we've got the Thunderbolt for that. 252 attack, uh, special attack rather, 252 speed, put the four in special defense, hard, yeah, it's gonna be your hard hitting Rotom. I adore this Rotom sad. Sigma, take us home. Alright, so we're playing Yu Yu, so I just threw a scissor and Gligar on here. So, oh, of course <laughs> so, you did. Yeah, it, it's the, the top tier team building here. So we have scissor with leftovers, technician, 248 HP, 16 attack, 144 defense, 96 special defense and four speed it's a smoke on set so if you want to find out what it's for you can go look at it i think it was like one of the last ones under yu so because we didn't want another choice item here uh adamant nature u-turn bullet punch sword stance roost pretty standard uh then we have gligar with eviolite max hp 156 defense 100 speed immunity is the ability impish nature Earthquake, Roost, Defog, U-Turn, Standard, Gligar, Set. And a pretty standard but really fun UU team. It's very balanced. It's got a little of everything. Mm-hmm. I think I would really love to play with this yeah. team. And I, I like all of the Pokemon on it. Like, really cool team. Uh, another option you could do is you could throw a Stealth Rocks on that Gligar so you don't need two Defoggers. Your team doesn't mm. care about Defog as much. So feel Honestly, free to make that change yes. if you want. Yeah, that works really, really well. Yeah, it's not like we're too frail to stealth rocks. I don't think anything takes weak damage. Nothing's to weak it, to so. it, so that's always so you should be fine. It whittles down Infernape. We have a lot of U-turn and Vault Switch on this team, which, which is, is good a fun to, way to play. It's always fun to have. I ad- I adore Voltern. Like it's probably my favorite like strategy slash sub strategy, and I have to say, if you haven't tried Choice Specs Primarina. Prepare to be amazed. That thing punches through everything. Mm. Oh, it's, it's such a massive special attack stat. Very good special attacking option. Yeah. And it's like, it has such a decent bulk too. Like, it's gonna carry you. She's gonna be your friend. She's gonna be your buddy. Like, love, 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 love the choice specs, Primarina. If you're a patron, you're gonna get a shiny Primarina. Not this week. Not next week. Uh, whenever Thatch catches up, which should be very, very soon, we promise as soon as he comes back from Japan, we're gonna put him hard to work for you guys. Yep, once he escapes that typhoon. Which, <laughs> it's Monday, so he should... I think he's on his way back at this point. Uh, or- no, actually, he's not back until the 15th. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when is the typhoon again? 
<laughs> I think it's sitting starting over this weekend. Uh, I, like as of today, well, this past weekend, I think today he was saying some places were closed because of it coming in. So, yeah, uh, so there's a slight chance that Thatch might be late, but someone is gonna get your shiny Pokemon to you very soon. Hopefully, we get Thatch back because this is harder than it looks. Okay, guys, <laughs> I think. We can leave our Primorina behind and move on to our final segment, the mailbag. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. I don't know if I was supposed to say that in this segment. Dash, come back! It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as ever, is brought to you by Green Toros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. I could really use a Green Toros right now, but then I would have hooves and I wouldn't be able to... How you gonna write that email in the morning with hooves? Exactly. Mm-hmm. We probably shouldn't like be dumping on the product we're trying to advertise, even though it's fake. So... Anyway, the mailbag is the segment of the show where we read listeners' email and we award the Green Taurus badge if we remember and someone is good enough. Mostly if we remember. Our first email for today is from Big Cat Bruce, and I think Sigma has claimed that one. Yes. Hey, Puckle Crew. I have been ravenously refreshing the Game Informer page to see if there's any new information posted about Sword and Shield. The two features that stuck out to me the most are the changes to competitive Pokemon and the starter coverage. First, I have mostly positive feelings towards the changes to breeding. With the ability to change the nature of Pokemon in the game, if that's what they meant by personality, of course. It totally I is. Think th- I can't think I, of anything I, else. I would really be shocked if it wasn't. But then again, we have Psychic Ponyta, so, you know, anything's possible. True. Uh, <laughs> Good point. I think this is a great way to get around the barrier of breeding for perfect Pokemon. I think it will also help for the raid battles, so if you get a Gigantamax Hydreigon, it won't matter that it's a brave nature. However, I hope these changes don't impact the community of Wonder Trading. Some of my favorite memories are using Wonder Trade within the first couple weeks, and even months later, to get starters and a bunch of rejects from players from around the world. I've seen Reddit posts specifically of people trading whole boxes of perfect Pokemon during the holidays as people get the games for the first time. That That is a fun time. I, yeah. I enjoy Wonder Trading early on, and I think a lot of the community does realize that people want those starters and version exclusives, so they'll probably still breed for Wonder Trading. Though, I question how uh, how strong the uh, rejects will be nowadays. It'll depend on how, like, how easy bottle caps are to get a hold of and how to use them and all that stuff. Too, yeah, so. I suppose. My main concern with this, like, I also really enjoy getting Bridgeks on Wonder Trade and giving Bridgeks on Wonder Trade. Do we know how accessible Wonder Trade is? Uh, it seems super accessible since you can do it while you're walking around the world now. Oh gosh, it's back. The PSS is back. I'm gonna cry with happiness. Never should have left. We, we we still don't know if uh, the GTS is back, but that's fine. Oh, ooh. Yeah. 
I I don't know how I would feel about the GTS not being back on. Yeah, that that would be rough. I I'm gonna assume it's still going to be there, but like the GTS is like ninety percent a cesspool, but it's a very classic cesspool. <laughs> it's it's very useful when you need it. Like you, exactly, you, it's not hard to get Pokemon off there. It's hard to search for Pokemon in there though. Yeah. It would be nice to be able to see, like, abilities and whatnot. And uh, it's great for getting cosmetic Pokeballs as well. Uh, Ooh, yeah, That's a yeah. good use. Like, that, that'll keep Wonder Trade alive, I think. People love to show off the cosmetic Pokeballs. Yeah. As long as we get Johto Balls. Oh, love please. the Johto Balls. Johto Balls please. are so great for cosmetics. Uh, Truly. Anyways, let's, let's finish up this email. Mm-hmm. Second, I'm really beginning to think that we won't know the final evolution of the starters. Agreed. Yeah, at this point, Mm-mm. I... We'll be lucky if we get the middle stage. Yeah, that's the one I I think we'll still get, but I'm skeptical at this point with how slow the reveals have gotten. Yeah. So They seem really interested in keeping it under wraps, so it's a surprise for trainers as they go th- on their journey. Some people don't like surprises. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't worry, I'm, I'm sure I'll see the starter <laughs> evolutions. Though, yeah. we'll, we'll see if I st- see it before I make my starter pick, but... uh. I'm sure Sublime will see it before he picks. Oh, easily. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have that problem this time. Yeah. While I'm encouraged that they are so proud of the final designs that it doesn't matter which one gets selected, I do want to know the type combinations more than anything for team building purposes. How do you feel about this? Is it paranoia or a possibility? Thanks for always putting out great content. Big Cat Bruce. Mm. Well, so I think we agreed I with him. Like We're probably right. not getting him. Yeah. 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 I think he's ab- absolutely right. But I also think, like, with the reveals of the Pokemon having been so few and far in between, you would have to dig really deep into the data mine to do team building for these games beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just do it organically, I guess. That can be fun, too. We can hope that maybe... The second stage will have the secondary typing. It's been a while since that's been a thing. That's quite rare. It's on a firefighting yeah. type. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a way to go. I think I could be interested in seeing the second stage because it would let us find out if the starters get to not be bipedal this time around. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, starters that start out as cute little animals and then become people have been bothering me forever. I mean, I think Sobble has a decent chance to be like a quadruped still. From your mouth to Game Freak's ears. <laughs> I mean, Swampert was quadrupedal. Yeah. Um. It looks like it might be following the Swampert path of evolution, so you know. Mm, Swampert is like almost quadrupedal. Almost. Samurott went from being bipedal to quadrupedal, so... <laughs> Samurott, <laughs> like, I do not appreciate it enough for that, honestly. Like, it gave us so much. So, is Primarina tripedal? Is that... It's mermaid pedal, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's just not even pedal. It's just a mermaid. <laughs> exactly. I mean, house walks around. <laughs> it drags itself by its hands. <laughs> it does. That was so weird to add to Ultra Sun and Moon, is having Hal have a walking Pokemon and have it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. That was a very good email, but I think Mm -hmm. we should move on to the next one. Sublime, you want that one. All right, so this is going to be from Fairy King Nova. Hello, Puckle people. This is my first email. 
First, I don't mind that XP share is always on. Turning it off just creates artificial difficulty. I think having it on won't be a problem and that Game Freak will make some kind of scaling. Next, I have a lot going on in terms of hopes for some of the things seen so far. I hope that the curry making is for competitive play, like hot sausage curry raises attack stat by one or raises friendship. It would remind me of the hyper training from X and Y, a fun mini game with an added result. So regarding that, I think if it were Eevees, I'd be okay with that. Yeah? What do y'all mm, think? Yes. I mean, if it were Ivies, I'd be okay with it. Also, if it were Ivies, uh, if it would like <laughs> boost your attack in com- in combat like a stage, no. Mm, if it's no. behind the scenes, just like for the stats, yes, I agree with that. It could I mean, be... even if it just boosted the attack for a stage for like 10 minutes, I don't think it would be the end of the world. Mm. It would be an interesting thing for raid battles if those actually... Yeah, that would be interesting. Fault, so Actually, I'm okay with that too. You can boost me. All right. <laughs> Also, I like the lore of the 18 gym leaders and hope we meet most of them one way or another. Currently, we've seen three, but four gym leaders, uh, three or four gym leaders, so we have a minimum of five uh, more with a max of ten. Well, yeah, that's had some... Up. Yeah, yeah, sure. I hope Fluffy or Sublime reads my email as I like them best. Well, You're you know, with a name like Fairy King Nova, I only didn't read your email because Sublime jumped on it faster. I did. Than I, did. I saw the so, name. I was like, I want that one. Same, it worked out. But you beat me to it. Yeah. So. I know I won't get the green Taurus badge, but that's fine. I might give you for it just for that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you might be my nomination. All right. I leave you with a question. What type of gym leaders are you hoping for? Gender, team, anything that we may have not seen before. Personally, I'm hoping for a male fairy gym leader. Anywho, till next time, Fairy King Nova. Oh, dang, now I'm leaning towards him for the Green Taurus badge as well. I want to give him the Green Taurus badge. (laughs) (laughs) He knows us too well. And he said we were his favorite, so I feel like just being like, you know what, nepotism is alive and well. Let's just keep it going. (laughs) Yeah, like, first he caters (laughs) to our self-esteem, and then he caters to what we like. To what Mm. we want, yep. We want that male Mm. fairy gym leader. Dang, we do want We sure do. I always like if there is parity between the genders for the gym leaders, so I want an equal number of male and female. Yes. And I do like if we can get unused combinations, so male fairy gym leader, yes. Dark gym leader, period. Please. When? <laughs> um. <laughs> one day, sublime. One day. Someday. Yeah. <laughs> Our final email is from Leomo the Chameleon. Hello, Puggle people. I'm a recent listener and I'm loving it so far. Thank you. So, just before I answer the question, I want to ask you one. Since Thatch is going to Japan on vacation, what's your favorite place to go on vacation? Ooh, that's a tough one because... I recently went to London and it was a blast just because of the sheer number of things you can do while you're there, but it's not like the prettiest place I've ever been. Like, I also like nature. So, I don't know. What about you guys? I can't pick one place. I Like, every vacation is different, you know? I always like to go to different places when I vacation. Yeah, I don't vacation too much, but I would love to go. I would love to visit Japan someday, though. That would be nice. Oh, same. PuckleCon, Japan, edition. Oh, God. No, <laughs> Sublime. No, no. Now I'm going to get distracted from the email just imagining that and crying forever. That'd be so great, it's not wouldn't it? Happen. It'd be so fun, but it won't. Anyway. I mean, if one of us, like, wins a lottery, like, yeah. he can fly us all over there. Well, tie-in, I like vacationing in Vegas sometimes, and maybe I'll win the lottery and do that. 
Never been there. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's great. You could, yeah. Lots of good stuff. Don't ask me to go to Vegas with you. I really don't like Vegas. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so starting with the question, I don't really think there was a lot of info to go on. A lot of meaningless questions and answers. But what I am glad about hearing is the Ben Affleck leak getting more credibility. Ben Affleck? What? Yeah, that that's the leak that has all the credibility to it, is they just posted a picture of Ben Affleck standing on, like, stairs, smoking or something. What? Uh, that, that's I... just the image that went with the post on when oh, they posted it. Okay. So everyone calls it Affleck or Affleck leak. So then it goes from Ben Affleck to Affleck to the Goose Game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Conspiracy oh. theory? I see you. Oh, my God. Gosh, Ben Affleck was the goose all along. And so we're, we're going to believe that this leak is all true, but it was actually the goose playing a joke on us the whole time. Oh my good. This discussion is getting better and better by the <laughs> second. <laughs> anyway, I'm hoping that more things on it come true. So getting on to the meat of the question, I think that the XP share being a feature is amazing. I don't really get the criticism about the game going to be too easy because... They're going to ramp up the difficulty to a state where it's really difficult without it. I agree. Like, if it's built in, they're going to build around it. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. <laughs> XY and Omega. I mean, uh, Ultra Necrozma was, you know. Oh, it was so hard. And the trials, you know, some of them were, you know, so. Mm. Yeah. Just because they make things more convenient doesn't mean they can't, like, have difficulty still. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. I agree. Totally agree. Like, Gen 7 was a very good example of that. That means that the levels are going to be much higher by the end of the game, allowing you to get the high-level evolutions before the post-game. For example, Volcarona, Dragonite, etc. That's a very good point. Well, we don't know what the XP formula is, necessarily. That's something to keep in mind. Yeah, because Gen 5's XP formula is kind of... It would not happen if we had that formula, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, talk about the downsides to Gen 5, that XP formula is... And then they brought it back, and then they brought it back. Yeah, it was weird. But the only problem with that is it doesn't leave much room for a post-game. I don't think post-game should be about leveling up your Pokemon, though. It should be about having things to do. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, climb the... Competitive ladder, climb raids. Trees, I'm really like hoping that. raids make raids, the post game yes. seem lively because you're doing things with other people. Mm, I am yes. still looking forward to like a reveal of legendary raids being a thing. Like Ooh. that. That's what sounds fun. Got to get the Tapu Koko without the hidden ability. That's the yeah. trick. <laughs> True. The other way this could go, and I really hope it doesn't. They make the XP gain slower, basically making all slow XP gaining Pokemon useless. No. 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 I don't want to drag on for too long, so I'll just say that I'm happy with how Sobble is gonna work, but sad that Skorbunny isn't firefighting. What? You're the only person in the world! The leak theorizes that it's gonna be mono fight fire, which is admittedly worse, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's gonna be mono fire and learn fighting type moves, which is even worse. <laughs> okay, that's just sad. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Uh, said that Scorbunny isn't firefighting, because three of my favorite Pokemon are that type combo. By the way, I see a lot of superior love, but none for my boy Ambor. Look. I mean, look. listen. Look listen. at them. So, Pignite exists. <laughs> yeah. It's not my fault that Snivy has side-eye going on. Okay? Yeah. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, it's goodbye for now, and I hope I can get in touch again soon. Well, <laughs> 
Thank you all for writing in. So, Green Taurus badge to Fairy King Nova? Yeah? Uh, honestly, like, I think we should award two Green Taurus badges because Big Cat Bruce had a great email, lots of discussion in it. He brings up some really good points. And Fairy King Nova just won our hearts over. Yeah, we're breaking all the rules this week. We are breaking Let's do all it. the rules. Let's do it. Badge like, isn't here to make us forget that the Green Doros badge is a thing. So, yeah. yeah. We'll give out two. I love it. <laughs> I'm sure we'll forget one coming up, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're making up for all the times Thatch has forgotten to award the Green Taurus badge. Exactly. So, you guys, if you want the Green Taurus badge, come to the Discord and ask a mod to give you the roll. And now I guess it's the time for the spiel. I don't know how Thatch does it every time. It's really hard, but I'm gonna try anyway. So, if you enjoyed the show, and if you want to be part of our community, join our Discord server. It's where all the fun goes down all day, every day. Well, pretty much all day. We have people in most time zones. We have tournaments there. We discuss Pokemon. We discuss other stuff. It's a bunch of fun. And all the people there are amazing. You should find the link for our Discord in the description. If you go to our website, you will also find the links to all our other social media, We are Puckle Podcast pretty much everywhere except on Twitch. We are the Puckle Podcast on Twitch. And on Twitch you can find Thatch doing his Nuzlocke of Pokemon Black 2 if and when he comes back from Japan safely. Please come back safely, Thatch. We need you. And if you don't have the time or the right time zone to catch up with the Nuzlocke on Twitch, you can catch up with it on our YouTube channel where we're also going to start putting up the Kanto versus the World Tournament battles very, very soon. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, the first week has uh, Thatch, Thatch's battle that he was bragging about Ooh. last week. So that uh, should be exciting. I, I bet it's going to be really cool. So if joining our community and following us on all our social media isn't enough for you, you can help us out monetarily and get some really cool swag by doing one of two things. One is going to our tea Public store and purchasing, I don't know, a shirt, a mug, a throw pillow. We have lots of different types of art from all the generations and everything looks amazing. And the second way you can help us out monetarily and get cool stuff is joining our Patreon. You can get access to the shiny Pokemon we distribute every week. In theory, it's going to be every week again very soon. Every single penny that we get goes back into the show and the community. We don't keep any of it. So you're helping the community grow and be better in a very direct way. And I think that's awesome. That spiel is really, really hard, guys. (laughs) I think we can close off the show because here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I am the Fluffiest Moonsecret. I remain sublime. And I'm our Sigma. And it is finally closing time.
As always, we here at Pucko would like to thank our patrons for helping support the show and waiting very patiently for the rewards because the badges will be on their way later this week. Uh, I'm going to send out everything, even if you're not, but I'm going to be doing the, uh, what's it called? The, the September, the August, September, and uh, October rewards are all going out at the same time. You're going to get three badges in your next bundle. Uh, so hopefully you will stay true and you'll still patron us next month as well. Uh, <laughs> and then we're going to have to come up with new prizes for you guys because I don't know what we're going to do after October. So we're going to go ahead and do that. But let's thank all of our patrons. Thank you to Greg, Viger, Duly Noted, Rob, Josh, Alex, Keegan, Ilaria, OG Paladin, Sean, Michael, Paul, Dexio, Chris, Jin, Miguel, Apollo, Corey, Rotted Mushroom, Mr. Panda, Titan Killer, Lane, Lord Korbnik, Ryan, Seth Vilo, Wade, Marcus, Kinkovic, Enharmonia, Alolan Dergs, Tank, Claude Nine, Bodtech, Chris, Swampertata, Joseph, Christopher, Joshua, Zane, Doc McStuffles, Cody, the Golden Klefki, the British Gent, Trevor, Mark, TJ, Ryan, Doc Knox, Dennis, Echo, Jonathan, Disco Calypso, Taylor, Charles, uh, Allegionary, there we go, Maxi, Shambles, Justin, Tim, Andrew, Old Man Tup, Zephyr, David, Chris, Jeremy, Louise, Justin, South, Locke, Jordan, Zach, Graham, Greg, Alec, Jegler, Mikey, Kevin, Josh, Dark Flame, Zarni, Half Full Reviews, Sparky, Coop, Jordan, Huitku, Shira, Smacky the Frog, Ironcaster, Kevin, Orange Avenger, Steve, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Dylan, Joseph, Franco, Traby, Cordell, and Julia. Thank you to all of you. You make the world go round here at Puckle, and we really appreciate Look out for those rewards coming here in the near future. Also, live show. I think we're going to plan for something this Friday, uh, the 13th, so watch out for that on Patreon. We're going to see if we can get a live show going. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And I hope to catch you all on the flip flop. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.